Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Silver Creek High School boys basketball assistant coach Perry Hunter, who runs the nonprofit organization Cornerstone Hoops. IU women's basketball is 11-0, IU men's soccer falls in the national championship game, and IU men's basketball loses on the road to another top 10 team. We'll have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. We will start with fourth-ranked Indiana women's basketball thumping Moorhead State 87-24 Sunday afternoon in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. It is the third-largest margin of victory in program history and the fewest points given up in the Terry Morin era. Yardan Garzone, 16 points. Sarah Scalia, 13 points. Mackenzie Holmes and Sydney Parrish, 12 points apiece. The Hoosiers led 44-12 at half, red hot from the field, and the three-point line shooting 50%, and they were 9-11 from the free-throw line for 81% in the first half. For the game, the Hoosiers 33-59 of for 56% from the field, 9-18 of from three-point range for 50%, and 12-16 of from the free-throw line for 75%. Indiana had 10 of the 11 players score with Hannah Sanvik, Playing 26 minutes, but the lone Hoosier not to score. The Hoosiers 11-0, 2-0 in the Big Ten are one of 11 Division I women's college basketball teams that are unbeaten. And the Hoosiers will look to go to 12-0 Wednesday afternoon when they host Butler in Simon Scott Assembly Hall at 1 o'clock. 13th seed Indiana men's soccer lost to Syracuse 7-6 on penalty kicks after a 2-2 draw last Monday night in the College Cup National Championship game in Cary, North Carolina. Syracuse scored first at the 23-36 mark. Patrick McDonald equalized for IU at the 31-13 mark. Syracuse then scored at the 32-39 mark to take a 2-1 lead into the locker room, but Herbert Endelay equalized for the Hoosiers at the 79-06 mark to make it 2-2. The teams played two 10-minute overtimes, then went to a penalty shootout. Both teams missed on the second attempt, and then Maloon Gumbale missed for the Hoosiers on the seventh attempt, with the Orange connecting to win its first national championship and deny the Hoosiers its ninth. Syracuse ends the year 19-2-4, Indiana 14-5-6, IU 8-9 all-time in national championship games, and 0-3 since winning it all in 2012. But congrats to Todd Yagley and the Hoosiers on another awesome season. Nothing to hang your heads about. Indiana, 22 college cups in 50 years as a varsity program with 8 NCAA championships and 17 college cup appearances. They are the standard for college soccer and no doubt they will get back there once again next season. 14th ranked Indiana men's basketball had a rough one Saturday afternoon, losing to number 8 Kansas 82-64 in Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence. 
Trace Jackson Davis, 13 points. Jalen hood Shafino comes back from a back injury, has 11 points. Race Thompson, 11 points. Kansas had six players in double figures, led by Grady Dick with 20 points as the Jayhawks led start to finish, leading 44-29 at half and outscoring the Hoosiers 40-33 in the second half. Indiana, 8-3. Of course, 1-1 one one in the Big Ten. They will wrap up non-conference play with a pair of games in Simon Scott Assembly Hall tomorrow against Elon and Friday against Kennesaw State. Both games are 7 o'clock starts and both televised on the Big Ten Network. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. In girls basketball, Bloomington South beat Bloomington North 58-47. Indian Creek beat Edgewood 62-18. North Central Farmersburg 74, Lighthouse Christian 11. Castle 71-64 over Bloomington South. Bloomington North 56-39 over Newcastle. In boys basketball, Indian Creek 55-46 over Edgewood. Southport beat Bloomington North 55-40. Terre Haute North 40-31 over Bloomington South. Lighthouse Christian 60-55 over White River Valley. Sullivan 62, Edgewood 25. Bloomington North 55, Franklin 41. Floyd Central 62, Bloomington South 54. Lighthouse Christian and North Central Farmersburg scheduled for Saturday afternoon was postponed by North Central for not having enough available players and no rescheduled date as of yet. In girls swimming, Bloomington South beat Jeffersonville 120-64. Bloomington North wins the Jasper Invitational. In boys swimming, Bloomington South beats Jeffersonville 120-59. Bloomington North wins the Jasper Invitational. In wrestling, Monrovia beats Edgewood 38-36. Floyd Central beats Bloomington South 48-28. Bloomington South finishes second at the Jeffersonville Invite. Edgewood finishes fourth at the Columbus East Invite. And Bloomington North finishes seventh, hosting the Bo Henry Classic. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will talk with Silver Creek High School boys basketball assistant coach Perry Hunter, who runs the nonprofit organization Cornerstone Hoops. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. This is Indiana University Senior Associate Athletic Director Jeremy Gray, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on South Central Indiana News Network.
Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is the boys' assistant basketball coach at Silver Creek High School in Sellersburg, Indiana. Also the founder of his nonprofit organization, Cornerstone Hoops. Perry Hunter is my guest. Coach Hunter, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Thank you for having me. You're an assistant coach at Silver Creek. You've been around basketball all your life, but you've also found the organization of Cornerstone Hoops. I got to hear you speak at the Rosie Roundup Basketball Luncheon in Thorntown, Indiana. It was quite a day of basketball. Of course, talk more about your organization. So Cornerstone Hoops is a nonprofit I've started, and basically we're just wanting to share the love of Jesus Christ using the game of basketball. For a little kid from Henryville, Indiana, Basketball's taken me to a lot of places and hopefully have done a lot of good with it. I know it's taken you over to the Ukraine. Of course, they're going through a rough time right now. It's also taken you to Uvalde, Texas, where, of course, there was a recent school shooting. Why did you choose those places to go spread the love of basketball? Well, the thing with Ukraine was just right after COVID, I've been traveling for the last 10 years. And then when COVID hit, basically put a halt to all of that. So Ukraine was one of the first places that opened up. And I had some contacts, some people who knew some people. And I met the coaches at Admirals Academy. They're in Moldova and Ukraine. And it was just to go there and to... Just to put on a basketball camp, uh, Admirals Academy is a faith-based organization, so we were able to, to use our faith as well as basketball. But it was just a place, you know, I love to travel. I love to talk basketball, teach basketball, and it was just a place that opened up, and we went. And it was uh, was there for about 12 days doing basketball camps. And it was uh, it was very nice. You know, the war with Russia had been going on in the southern part of Ukraine. The feeling was, is this is just how it was and it wouldn't expand. And then, uh, you know, six months later, Russia invaded the whole country of Ukraine. And I was able to see on the news places that I had just been with Russian troops. And that was that was pretty, pretty crazy. I talk about this stuff. I teach at Silver Creek and kids ask me a lot of times, we're the most dangerous place you've ever been. And they always think it means Africa, some places in Africa, South America, but they were ramping up. Russia was ramping up for that war. So probably when I was in Kiev, it was the most dangerous place. I think about a month later, I was able, I went to Poland and tried to help out as much as I could with Ukrainian refugees because of that connection I had with them. And uh, it was, I got all the way to the border with Ukraine and, and was able to do a little bit, not as much as I wanted. Uvalde, that mass shooting that occurred with those fourth graders just hit me in a way that, I mean, it was like a gut punch. There have been mass shootings, there have been other kids, and I don't know if it was a combination of growing in my faith and having two kids that are older and have gone through this. I could relate with those kids being down there. Uh, So I just reached out to the basketball coach and went down and helped out three or four days with the high school basketball team. And just to let them know that they were loved and not forgotten about. A couple of the players on the uh, high school basketball team lost siblings that day in Uvalde. Met with the head basketball coach, took him out to eat one night, and he and I have stayed in contact with each other. It's just, you know, there, there are, there's a lot of bad things that happen in the world, 
And I think the more that uh, people can reach out and share whatever, let them know they're at least let them know they're not alone. You know, I just think that that's a good thing. I just feel convicted to reach out to people who are going through things and let them know that they have at least an ear. At least, and at most, I, you know, like I went down and helped out and let those kids know that people love them, let that coach know that people loves them and they're not alone. Where else have you been with your organization to spread the love of basketball? Ukraine was the first official place, but I started in 2010. I was 40 years old. I'd never flown in an airplane and I went to Serbia and worked camps in Serbia and in Macedonia. Uh, really liked that. Did I, I guess I did a good enough job. One of the pro coaches uh, out of Iceland uh, invited me to Iceland. So I went there the next summer. You know, there were some conversations that were had in both places that I realized that I wanted to make this more than just me traveling and coaching, teaching basketball. And that's when I got involved with Athletes in Action. And I ended up going to Indonesia uh, with them. And then I went to Colombia in South America with them. And then I went to Kenya and Ethiopia in Africa with them. As opportunities, as doors open. And the thing is, is if you if you say yes, you're willing to go to places, the opportunities show up. And, we, you know, we just go. I'll go where I can, where, where I can financially afford it and if my schedule permits. So six continents. I've worked camps on six different continents. Been to Australia, Aruba took my wife on a vacation to Aruba and I made sure that I was proactive and we met a coach and ran a practice and I've stayed in contact with that coach, stayed in contact with the coach in Australia. I'm looking at a map right now. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. Basically, I'll go anywhere. If you want, you want me to come, I'll be there. Of course, the game of basketball spreads all over the world. What have you noticed when you travel about these kids that play the game in, in other places? Is there similarities to the kids you coach here, or is there a lot of differences? Well, I think the big thing is how big the NBA is around the world. You know, like being from Indiana, it's IU, and you, you don't like UK, and there's Purdue. And I think college basketball is a big deal, and more of a big deal in the United States. But you go to foreign countries, it's all NBA. The things that I notice is kids love basketball and they just they want to be better. I think the really interesting thing is that when I go, the coaches, when they know that I'm a high school coach from Indiana, they've all seen the movie Hoosiers. They know they all know about Bob Knight. They all know about IU. And uh, I when I was in Indonesia, a guy had a hickory shirt on from the movie. And it was just like that was crazy. You're in. Jakarta, Indonesia, and a guy walks up wearing a hickory shirt, and uh, he was so excited when he found out that I was from Indiana. But, you know, it's really interesting. The skill level is obviously different. and so That's state to state. I've put on camps in different states in the United States, but I think kids that love basketball just want to get better, and they want to, you know, there's no difference in them asking questions, whether it's in the middle of nowhere, Ethiopia, or it's running a basketball practice here at Silver Creek High School. I think the thing that I've noticed when it comes to people in general is they just want to be happy. Like there's no difference in people from Sellersburg and people in Nairobi, Kenya, or Kali, Colombia, or Aruba, or Townsville, Australia. They just want to live happy lives. They don't want problems. 
And I've found that I think traveling around the globe is we're all a lot more alike than we tend to maybe think sometimes. Your kids have asked you, of course, the most dangerous place, and you mentioned Kiev. What was your favorite place to go conduct a camp? Everywhere. Well, there you go. That's the right answer. I mean, everywhere has its own unique things about it. The beauty of the place, the people, probably the the really the most dangerous place was in the slum in Nairobi, Kenya. And it was very poor. Al-Shabaab terrorist group is very active in this Eastly slum is what it is. We ran a camp, one day camp in a Mennonite school. <laughs> like there's a Mennonite school in this place in uh, Eastly slum in Nairobi, Kenya. You know, you've got Al-Shabaab's a terrorist group. It means the youth. And if you don't follow strict Islamic law, they may just throw a grenade in your business, in your school, whatever. I talked to the pre- the owner of the school that ran the school, and I said, do you ever have any trouble with Al-Shabaab? And he said, oh, coach, I could tell you lots of stories. And he turned around and he looked. The door was open. There's bleachers. People are coming in and out. He said, Al-Shabaab is in here right now. So, again, I'm a little boy from Henryville, and I've read about all this stuff, and there's a ter- there are terrorists in this gym. And he goes, but you know who else is here? And I was like, I I thought, oh, my gosh, what? He goes, the Holy Spirit, he said, and that gives me strength every day. And I thought, you know, from a religious aspect, some of the things that I complain about living in Sellersburg, Indiana, and this guy every day faces potential evil. And, you know, he's I, I think that's the thing is when I go on these trips, a lot of people think that I'm teaching basketball and I'm giving back and I try to do that. But I get so much from these people, they are teaching me, they are, they are pouring into me. And I don't even think they're intending to do it. It's just, what do you say to a guy like that? Like, I have it so nice and safe where I am. And this guy is every day on the front lines of spiritual warfare, and just warfare in general. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Perry Hunter after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hi, this is former IU women's basketball player Amanda Cahill, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network.
Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jengison on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Perry Hunter, assistant basketball coach at Silver Creek High School in Sellersburg, Indiana, and also Cornerstone Hoops, the nonprofit organization that has taken him all around the globe. Coach Hunter, we're, of course, talking about are your travels. It's not just you. You have a team behind you, kind of a who's who in Southern <laughs> Indiana high school basketball lore with the likes of former Jeffersonville star Bryant Northern played at Louisville. His son Brandon played for you at Silver Creek. You also have Kristen Maddox played at Charlestown. One of your former players, Cooper Jacoby, who's now at the University of Toledo and, and Tom Crean, former IU Georgia coach now at ESPN. So how did you get all these people to help you out? <laughs> well, for a guy that wasn't a really good high school player, I guess I was okay for Henryville and didn't play college basketball. Basketball's put me in contact with a lot of really good, famous names. You know, I, I wanted to have, so to start a 5013C, you have to have a board of directors and I wanted some diversity. I didn't want just, you know, five buddies from Sellersburg or Henryville. And I wanted people who, when they looked at my board, would bring credibility to me. And uh, Chris Garten is the guy who actually paid and helped me to get Cornerstone going. And Chris Garten owns signature countertops down here. Scottsburg is a great high school player at Scottsburg, and he's our uh, state senator. And uh, he may be governor someday. I don't know. But he and I talked about it and, you know, I, I he said, let's get it going. And uh, so then I reached out to Bryant Northern and Bryant was, he was you know, supportive of it. And uh, Kristen Maddox, Kristen Maddox Cox now, you know, she played at UofL. She's in the Hall of Fame at UofL. Uh, Cooper Jacoby just talked to him and got him on once I knew we weren't breaking any rules, which I don't think there are any rules anymore with the NCAA. Uh, but Tom Crean, you know, that, that was uh so I taught at Henryville and coached at Henryville when the tornado went through and destroyed the school. And Coach Crean was at IU at the time. And, you know, when you get a text message from Tom Crean, when you're an IU fan, that was pretty, it was almost like, okay, who's spamming me here? Who's pulling a trick on me? But it was him. And we got pretty close. Really quick story on that was uh, right before they played UK in the NCAA tournament that year in 2012. He was talking, he was asked, what does basketball mean and all this stuff? And he's on national television. My phone just starts buzzing. He's being interviewed and in a hallway. And he said, you know, I don't think you can minimize what basketball means to people. He said, like my friend Perry Hunter at Henryville and what they're going through. You know, he's saying this before the UK game in the NCAA tournament. Once he was uh, left Indiana, he and I, we did we kind of drifted apart because he's a busy guy. But uh, once he got on at Georgia and I was starting this, I thought, you know, we talked a lot. He knows me my name. If I see him, he'll say, hey, Coach Hunter. I thought, what's the worst thing that can happen? He can say no. And uh, I contacted him at Georgia, and he sent me back an email. I was like, I 100% support you. Yes, I'll be on your board. I think this is great what you're trying to do. I don't care what people say about Tom Crean. He's whether he can coach basketball, whatever. He is a good man. So many stories about things that he did when he was at IU. And that's why uh, it really bothered me when everything went down the way that it did. I mean, ultimately, you got to win at IU. But he is just just like he doesn't have to say yes to be on my board of directors. 
but he did. And, uh, you know, it, it does. When it, people see who's on my board of directors, they kind of look at me differently than they did. You know, ah, Perry Hunter, okay, he's assistant coach. Oh, hey, these are some people that are widely known in the area. And not just down here, around the state and around the country. Well, Silver Creek High School, a couple state championships the last couple of years. Three guys that are playing college right now, Trey Kaufman, Wren at Purdue, Cooper yeah. Jacoby, as we mentioned, at, at Toledo, and Brandon Northern at St. Francis NAIA program in Fort Wayne, of course, played IU in an exhibition with Damon Bailey's son, Brayton Bailey, on that team as well. How cool right. is it for you to see all three of these guys playing at the next level and being successful? As long as any of these guys go off and do whatever they want and they're successful, that's really cool to me. But being a basketball fan, being able to go on fall break and take my son and to go to these practices and watch and Cooper Jacoby's, you talk about a good human being. Like uh, he's redshirting this year at Toledo. So he's not playing St. Francis. Brandon Northern's doing really well. And then Trey Painter keeps saying it over and over again. I need to find more minutes for him. Dude's been playing really well after sitting out last year and redshirting. So it's just cool. Like I'm next uh, on the 21st. I know the coaches at the University of New Orleans. So I've gotten in contact with Purdue and we got a couple of tickets. We're going to go up and watch Trey and talk to the coaches from New Orleans and spend the night. So it's just, you know, I'm 53 years old and I'm living, my son is living the life that I wish I had when I was a kid, getting to go to all these places and meet all these people. My son has talked about quitting baseball. He's a really good baseball player. We're at the regional a couple of years ago. Pat Graham is assisting with Evansville Memorial. And I'm talking to Pat Graham and he remembered me from high school. And he said one of the biggest regrets is that his kids quit playing baseball. So my son is at half court and I'm telling him this stuff. He goes, is that your son? I said, yeah. Pat Graham walks out onto the floor and talks to my son about continuing to play baseball. He leaves. I walked up to him. I was like, do you know who that was? And Brandon was like, yeah, it's Pat Graham. And I was like, yeah, that's like Mr. Basketball played at IU. I'm trying to think, oh, Steve Green. When we went up to play state, Steve Green got us in at Marion because uh, Downing is the AD and they played together. So we get on at Marion and Steve Green is rebounding for my son, (laughs) you know, and I'm just standing here watching. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Steve Green is rebounding and giving shooting tips to my son. And I'm like, do you know who who's there with you? But he he's kind of living the life that I wish I had. But I'm so I'm kind of living as a little kid. You know, at even at 53, getting to meet these people, talk to these people, and then getting to see my son do it too is pretty cool. I got the pleasure of calling a game against Silver Creek when you guys played Bloomington North a few years ago up here in Bloomington. You guys have played both Bloomington North and South. You've got South on the schedule this year. So, of course, it's it's how fun is it to come up here to Bloomington to get to play the Bloomington schools? Well, first of all, it's a long drive. <laughs> J.R. Holmes, I mean, we, uh, I don't know what happened with North, but it, it was pretty cool to come up. I think it, it, we were coming up every year playing one or the other. But J.R. Holmes, I've had, I get, I interact with him once or twice a year, and he's always a class act. And he, even when I was a head coach at Henryville, he treated me like a, a peer. And as an assistant coach, he treats me like a peer. And I don't think that people understand how big of a deal that is for assistant coaches when head coaches treat them as peers. 
and not as a, a lesser person or a lesser coach. And uh, Coach Holmes has always done that. So it's pretty neat to talk to him and hear his stories. He's always got a story. My wife went to IU in Bloomington. I went to IU Southeast and lived down here in Southern Park. I tried to get my wife to move back to Bloomington, but she said three and a half years of being around drunk college kids was enough for her. <laughs> but I just love Bloomington. Bloomington, is I just love it. I'd go up there. I'd live there if I could. Your team's Silver Creek comes up here in late January to play Bloomington South, so looking forward to that. Just quickly, we only got a few seconds. Give me the website for your organization. Cornerstonehoops.org. Well, Coach Hunter, I appreciate it very much for the time. Thank you for sharing your love of basketball. Congratulations for all your success. We'll do this again soon. Good luck to the Dragons, and and we'll see you here uh, down the road when you all make that long trip to Bloomington to face the (laughs) Bloomington South Panthers. Thanks again for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. My thanks to Perry Hunter for being my guest this week. Visit www.cornerstonehoops.org for more information. And Coach Hunter's Dragons 3-3 on the season, losing a pair of home games over the weekend, 77-56 to Jeffersonville and 62-43 against Bedford North Lawrence. They will be in Bloomington on January 28th when they take on Bloomington South at 7.30. It's a very light week in IU sports due to the holidays. Tomorrow, men's basketball hosts Elon, 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Wednesday, women's basketball hosts Butler, 1 o'clock. Friday, men's basketball hosts Kennesaw State at 7 on the Big Ten Network. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media, and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.